The year is 2000. I'm distracted at school. I fail math. I'm kicked out of the music program, and so I stop playing the cello. Eventually, I start playing drums. And I, with my friends, then form a band. So awesome! We wrote five songs in five years. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cringe Town Volume 2. Oh yeah, it's Tetras. Look at that shit. As this song plays, I'll tell you the story of tet Tetros? Tetras? Not Tetra. T-R-T-R-O-Z. Oh man. It's the next episode of Cringe Down. Welcome to Pat Flanagan's Jam Space, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, you might notice that uh, the camera is kind of different. OBS just this. Okay, this is just way too distracting. I'm gonna mute this. No! <laughs> Mute! No! <laughs> Fuck! Um, wait, how do I do this? Okay. Okay, wait, I need to write. Yes, I understand. Boom. Okay, great. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll explain the setup. This is really fucked up. So, um, updated to 10.15.2 or something on Catalina, and I don't know what the fuck is up with, um, with... Apple these days, but man, is everything way too secure and way too fucking complicated. Anyway, all this to say that for some reason, uh, Canon cameras don't talk to your fucking Mac anymore. And I was like, what? What? Anyway, uh, so yeah, I opened, um, I opened, uh, what's it called? Camera Live that like lets me connect my camera to the computer and then to OBS and whatever and have my old little streaming setup. Couldn't do that. And so I Googled it, noticed that, you know, because of the latest release, uh, those don't talk to each other anymore. You can still hear the violin. Okay. Uh, you'll hear some noise. There's a band jamming upstairs. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so I can't like... My ca my camera's right here. See? Boop! My camera's right there. Um, so I'm using my phone. It might actually be better and less complicated that way, to be honest. I don't know why. It's just it's just because I like the, the bokeh effect. Bokeh? But the burker? Uh, I like the effect um, that I get from uh, uh, using this lens. So I'll try to find a fix. Uh, or, or a Canon's actually working on a fix, apparently, because Apple's never going to, you know, say, oh, we fucked up, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Canon, Canon has acknowledged that that's a problem. Um, and so they're working on a fix. So eventually, I guess I'll switch back to my Canon. I didn't want to do it on my laptop camera, so I'm just using my phone. Uh, none of this matters to people who just listen to the podcast because nobody, literally no one watches the podcast on my podcast channel, but hey, whatever. Um, if you're watching, thanks for watching. I'll do my best to look over there and not look at myself because like I'm, you know, you use an iPhone camera, you, you see the image, but it looks like I'm kind of doing this. Um, I'll try to look over there. I know the camera's around there. Anyway, um... So yeah, that's today's situation. Still using the Tonor microphone, although I, I do hear a lot of some digital hiss or noise. Yeah, mostly just the band. Uh, so for now, this works. I didn't even bring my sound card, so whatever. That's what I'm using. That's the setup. Nobody cares. Whatever. Um, okay, so look, what I'll do is I'll try to make some some 
live edits, okay? I'm in Logic, I don't have my sound card, I don't have the songs mixing, so I'm just gonna try and drag the songs right into the, the thing. Anyway, that's the whole situation. Okay, Cringe Down, Volume 2. If you've um, ever listened to the podcast, there's an episode, I think, at the end of Season 1, um, which is at the end of 2018, I guess, where I did Cringe Down. So, uh, <laughs> I called it Cringe Down because I, I played a, a lot of my early demos. I had had some wine, and I played a lot of my sort of early demos, and a lot a lot of them are cringy, uh, so I thought I would share those. Um, and I think I may have teased the fact that I was going to do another one eventually, and here we are, more than a year later, uh, ready to do Volume 2, and I decided it was going to be Tetras. Let's let's call it Tetras. Tetras? Tet it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce this because we've never said it in English in our entire lives. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm French-Canadian, so uh, it was Tetras. Uh, with no um, accident E there, which makes A. No, it's just Tetras. T-E-T-R-O-Z. T-E-T-R-O-Z. I'll explain the, um, the origin of the name. Later, soon, we'll do the whole fucking... It's all about... The, it's the story of that band, and then I will... Um, I'll uh, play some songs, and I guess in the video version of this podcast, I'll just show images, um, old pictures, because um, it's funner to look at than just my face going. Uh, but yeah, the, the reason why this is Cringe Town is that some of those songs I consider uh, cringe. Um, I kind of hate that word, but whatever. I, I consider them uh, sort of cringy, a little bit. Uh, they have not aged too well, but that being said, there's a huge... Um, nostalgia factor uh, that makes it so that I like this stuff very much. Uh, it's very uh, like progressive rock and there's electric violin throughout um, uh, the whole fucking thing and it's like French English and I'll translate some of the lyrics um, God, I have no idea how the fuck I'm gonna play this but whatever um, maybe I can, yeah I gotta figure that stuff out maybe if I just cut like this boom, cut nope, it's not working I don't know yeah, maybe I can do this, or just not play it, do that, do kind of live edits. Okay, cool. Okay, I got it all figured out. Yeah, sorry, it's just, I, I, dra I literally am, as I'm recording, dragging stuff into Logic and um, and playing them. So that's the only way I could figure out how to play this, because I, I can't plug in my phone to my laptop. Anyway, uh, lack of ports and a sound card, because I didn't bring it to the studio. All this to say that I'm going to play some songs. The first one is, I consider, sort of cringy, even though... Uh, in context, it's kind of cool because we were 14 years old, maybe, uh, when we wrote this. I'll tell you some backstory. I'll translate some of the lyrics. And then uh, maybe I'll play another song that's called Drowning, which I can fully call uh, cringe without feeling bad about my um, three other friends collaborating because I wrote the whole song and it's fucking cringe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I'll play our masterpiece, which is Thunder. Because, uh, I don't know, we were all about Thunder for some reason. Like, the lyrics are kind of, they don't make sense, whatever. But, like, musically speaking, we were, like, 15 when we wrote that. It's kind of cool for a bunch of 15-year-olds. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll play those three songs. Uh, I'm not going to play any of the live stuff whatsoever because uh, that's really just, just bad. I was a bad drummer <laughs> playing live, man. That's fucking bad. Uh, you can say, well, maybe I'll play some of it but like there's this um there's a song that we wrote uh shit in the later days this is a long time ago so we're talking 2004 five maybe yeah 2005 uh and we played that at uh 
Emergenza, if you've ever heard of that or never heard of that, it's like a, um, uh, it's a music festival that, uh, it's kind of a pay to play music festival where they promise a lot of shit. Anyway, it's kind of a scam, but, uh, yeah, we played that, um, song there and we were like, we played the next year and we knew that we had to write another song. So all in all, like we may have written five or seven songs total in like five years. Not so good. Um, okay. So, uh, let's start with the start, okay? Kind of the intro that I wanted to, uh, to, to make. Um, back in 2000, I failed math. It all started when I failed math, okay? That's why I like math so much, because I failed and I, I sucked and I hate it, uh, but I don't, think I, would, uh, I don't think any of this would have happened had I not failed math. I sometimes like to attribute that failure to my parents getting divorced the same year and I was kind of distracted and depressed, whatever, but I don't think they're actually related. My parents getting divorced is going to be the source of inspiration later in life and sort of like my whole, uh, you know, teenage angst and whatever based on like, eh, my fucking parents got divorced. Uh, but like, it's all, when you think about it, I, I don't think any of that was related. Um, it, it definitely made music more important because while my parents were busy uh, getting divorced, I guess, um, I, uh, music became kind of my, my thing. Like I had more time by myself and music really became something really became like a way to express how I felt. And I was just starting to feel cause you're 13 or 14 and you're starting to feel and whatever. And like that really helped. Anyway, I failed math, probably unrelated, just, um, related to the fact that I'm kind of fucking stupid. And <laughs> at least when, when it's not one of my, um, uh, greatest assets, uh, uh, especially um, high school math, man. I don't know why, but like it, shit was getting hard. It wasn't sixth grade anymore. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I failed that. And w as I failed that, the point is that um, I was in a music program. And if you failed a certain, especially math or science, I guess probably language too. If you failed that, you had to take it again the next year. So because there are so many, you know, days and periods in, in whatever cycle it is, like I think it's nine days or whatever, just to make a rotation. Um, you have to, t I had to take um, uh, first year of high school. Let's call that sec one. Okay. Cause secondary school. So in Quebec, you have primary school, which is one to sixth grade. And then you have five more years of secondary school before you then move on to SAGEP, which is, pff, I guess, vocation, the equivalent of vocational school or whatever. It's the two years, well, five in my case. It's the two years you spent figuring out what the fuck you want to do before you actually go to college or university. Um, so anyway, uh, so let's call that sec one. Okay, I'm 13 years old, sec one. Um, I fail, and the, so sec two, I have to take math that's both sec one and sec two, which means out of uh, nine days, I think I have seven or eight periods of math. So I have math every single, almost every day, and that sucks. Uh, what that means is that you don't have enough periods left to specialize in anything for any other program. So... Uh, because math is now your fucking specialty. It's your, it's your program because you're too fucking stupid to pass the year before. Um, so uh, to put it into context, first year, uh, this, I'm getting somewhere. This is going to get somewhere, I promise. For, so first year of secondary school, I am basically with the same people I've spent all my um, elementary school uh, people with. I'm still playing the cello at this point. And um, I just realized I covered all this shit in the very first episode of the podcast, but whatever. I, I'll, I'll explain uh, uh, where this goes. Very quickly, I fucking promise. So anyway, I, I um, will play some music. Okay, 
So I fail math. Um, I can't, I don't have enough space to play music, whatever. So I'm kind of kicked out. So um, I, I never loved playing the cello, to be honest. I, I'm happy that I know how to play it. I haven't played the cello in years, literally a decade at least. Um, but so I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, and in the, at the same time, my brother, Mark, buys an uh, electronic drum set, a TD-20. So like bottom, like entry level uh, electronic drum set. At the same time, um, no, it's before. Yeah, so I sort of um, start playing drums kind of like when my brother's not there, I uh, sneak into the basement in his room and I just start sort of playing. And it's like, we're talking, it's shitty like pads and sounds and whatever, but I sort of start figuring out how to play. Um, and I'm left-handed, so I started playing like this, if anybody's uh, interested. For listeners, it's open-handed. Anyway, I start, you know, start playing drums, whatever. So I, I, I go through that whole year of sort of playing drums, and then um, my... I'm trying to remember this right. Three of my friends and I are doing um, concerts here and there for the school and for other things as a quartet. So two violins, cello, and double bass. Um, and we're, you know, we play for this, whatever. And then we sort of decide that we want to sort of keep playing, maybe jamming. So we start writing things. So at this point, we're talking Dave. Uh, we'll call him P.A. for Pierre Alexandre, a very French name. Let's call him P.A. And uh, J.P., Jean-Philippe, all right? So it's Pat, J.P., P.A., and myself. What? And Dave, sorry. Um and so we start sort of jamming, kind of, but like as a quartet, where you start kind of writing stuff and whatever. So that's that's sec two. So sec three, when you're in our district, you did those two years. If you're in any kind of program, you move on to the other school where you're going to do sec three, four, five. But um, people who are not in a program or just doing anything else or whatever, they usually do one, two, three at the one school and then four, five at the other one. All my friends are going to the other school. And I'm like, fuck, I want to go to that school, but I, I've been kicked out of the music program at this point. I, I suck too much to go back and, and audition for cello or whatnot. So um, the, the workaround that we find is that um, because I live in the district where that second tier school, or not second tier, but like second sort of um, group school is like three, four, five, um, I, I, I get to just sign up. So as long as I sign up for any kind of program or whatever, I can just go. Or this is all public school, by the way. Um, so I sign up for like um, uh, sports or whatever, just like sports, <laughs> where you have basically your, con like your concentration, your specialty is uh, sports. So instead of having so many fucking math classes, I have sport classes. And I'm not a sporty guy. I became someone who is somewhat active and whatever, but not in those days. Definitely not. Um, all this to say that I, 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 I found a way to follow my friends to sec three to that second school. Okay. And I, I passed math one and two. Okay. Not that dumb. All right. And three, four, five math was through the roof. Okay. I got a hundred percent ones. I remember. Uh, so anyway, so sec three, I'm at that school, big fucking school, huge amphitheater and a lot more organized and a lot more like in terms of arts and, and, and music and all that stuff. And has a lot more going on. Um, and there is a show every April called The Amateur Show, which is basically like, a, you know, every fucking school has that. It's a showcase of, it's a, it's a talent show, basically. Um, so we start, you know, we jam a bit more. And lo and behold, I, I um, get a guitar, an acoustic guitar, which is right there. This guy. I get an acoustic guitar 
um, for my birthday. So I start playing the guitar a little bit. So I'm playing drums and guitars, and um, you know, we I switch the cello for the for the guitar at this point. You know, sometimes in the band, and then um, uh, oops, sorry about that. Did you hear that? It was sorry. Um, and then we in a uh, uh, pay. Uh, P.A. and I, just call him P.A., okay? Because it feels more natural. But I've been calling him P.A. for 25 years. 25 years? 20 years? At least 20 years. Um, so, fuck, I've known these guys for 20 years. So old. Uh, anyway, all this big tangent to say that um, there is a faithful um, oral presentation in French, uh, French class, where P.A. and I have to, uh, well, we, have, we decide to talk about John Lennon. Because I think it's like of your choice or whatever, or somebody who had an impact in literature or whatever. So we picked John Lennon because we we thought that he had an impact on arts and literature. Um, so anyway, we just uh, make that oral presentation. I'm at the cello and he got a bass. So you can see that we're sort of forming from that. We're going from from this is way too long. I'm a fucking tangent, man. <laughs> but whatever. It's not a tangent. I'm explaining to you how this band came about. If you're interested, you're listening, you can keep listening. If not, just fucking click away or listen to the fucking Joe Rogan. Okay? I love you. So thanks for uh, listening. So anyway, so you can see that we're kind of transforming from uh, classical instruments to uh, rock instruments. So he gets a bass. We do this oral presentation on John Lennon. He uh, is playing bass and I'm playing cello during that oral presentation. We're like, it's a, accompanied with songs and whatever. It's kind of, it's a whole thing. We got 100% uh, super fucking stoked about that. So stoked that I go like, yo, this bass idea is pretty cool. He goes, yeah, right? I should play bass in that sort of thing that we have. And then we're like, okay. So we go back, you know, to whoever's basement um, and we keep, you know, playing, jamming, whatever. And like, hey, this thing that we have, what is it? Like, are we a band? And so we realize, yeah, we might be a band. Okay, let's call ourselves uh, shit. <laughs> and so um, in his, I don't know why, but in his bass guitar case, um, Peo has this uh, paperweight, I guess, that is a metal frog. And he looks at it. He goes, we should call ourselves metal frog. So... We were called Metal Frog for a little while. Uh, not really a band yet. Not, you know, nothing really has happened yet, whatever. So Metal Frog. Uh, at this point, it's still the same four guys. Um, and you've got like two violins, acoustic guitar, and then bass, which is super weird. So eventually, um, you know, the year sort of goes by and the uh, amateur show, talent, let's call it the talent show, comes about like the, the auditions are ready so it's like november or something like that so um we're like hey we should sign up we should we should play something as a band why not uh so yeah we're like okay cool yeah we probably need to find a drummer or something like that it'd be nice so one night peo calls me and he goes uh he goes uh, hey pat i'm like yeah it's like your brother has uh, a drum set right uh, a td20 i'm like yeah yeah it's like you play on it sometimes i'm like yeah of course like uh, he's like uh, you want to be our drummer and then I go, huh, I, could, I guess I could be. I could be the drummer. And he goes, okay, it's settled. Click. So uh, the following Friday, it is now Pat on drums, <laughs> David and JP on violin, and Pea on bass. So basically we have a rhythm section. And I give Pea the, the whole fucking uh, credit for making me a drummer because of that phone call. He said, you want to be a drummer in this band? And I go, yes. And I became a drummer that day. And so I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm going to start playing drums. And I, I can hold a beat because I've played drums before 
in like sixth grade, played drums in like a the, the song that we had all composed or whatever. Uh, I had played the drums here and there when, uh, you know, my brother's bands would set up in our basement for a week or whatever. Um, and, you know, jam there, I'd go and play drums. So I had played drums a little bit before. and But for some, like, I, I just couldn't hold a beat, man. I could do it. Um, so I, I eventually started somewhat getting kind of sort of better. It took a while, though. Um, so anyway, all that to say that at this point, we realized that we could become a rock band. Uh, JP also realizes that his role is uh, might be redundant. The fact that there are two violins in a quote-unquote rock band is kind of uh, pointless. So he's like, all right, guys, I'm out. Because he understands that violin is a melodic lead instrument, like a solo instrument. Uh, and we understood that after a while. You'll see that like it, it, it's all over the fucking songs. And at some point you're like, okay, could you play some rhythm? But it's really hard to play rhythm on violin. It's not meant for that. You can play intervals, like maybe two, three notes, maybe chords, but you still have to voice or arpeggio those chords. Anyway. Um, uh, fuck, I keep... Um, there we go. Sorry, I keep... My Mac keeps uh, locking, and I'm going to need it later when I play these songs. Okay, so all this to say that... So JP decides he's out. Um, and at this point, uh, you know, we're trying to actively look for a guitarist and, you know, there's this guy that we've heard about that he's in Dave's, you know, French class or whatever. And, um, you know, so we're like, okay, maybe we could play whatever. And then, and then some guy uh, goes, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's pretty fucking good. He's great. You know? So everybody kind of knows each other in the classes, whatever. And like, oh yeah, I heard you guys are looking for a guitarist. It's like, oh, you should go for this guy. And he goes, he can play the solo for Metallica's one. <laughs> and we go, okay. So at some point we go meet him after class and you're like, yo, I heard you can play the solo for Metallica's one. He goes, yeah, I can play it. And so he goes like, you know that part. And so we got like, fuck man, that's cool. You should jam with us. He's like, I'm down. So we have a band just like that. Turns out that guy was Nick and we have a band. So at this point, pat on drums. Pia on bass, Dave on violin, and Nick on guitar. We have a full fucking band. So it's kind of a trio with like, it's a power trio with a violin on top. It's really like, um, it's really like, oops, sorry. I should turn these off. <laughs> My watch. It's really like uh, having two guitars. One of them is a lead guitar. Never plays chords. Okay, that's, that's the band. Um, so... Um, we're getting ready for this uh, talent show, and we realize uh, that we uh, aren't ready to write a song, so we cover uh, Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. And we had made like an arrangement, whatever. Anyway, we passed the auditions, uh, and we are selected to play at the talent shows. At this point, we're like, fuck, we should write a song. And we jammed every Friday night. To put this into context, I jammed every Friday night from that point right up until i was done with high school right up until uh 2005 probably so a solid three four years of jamming every single friday night so if you're wondering why at 16 i wasn't 
All right, sorry, I put my watch on Do Not Disturb. That's very impolite of me to stop like that and look at my watch as it, uh, as it you know, as, as I'm recording a podcast. I should have thought of that. Anyway, all this um, to say that I, um, if you're wondering why I started drinking at 19 and not like because the legal age here is 18, but everybody starts at like 16 or whatever. If you're wondering why I didn't ever try to go to bars but when I was underage, or, well, I have a fun story actually about that relating to this band. Anyway, if you're wondering... Uh, I'm sure you all are. It's because I spent every single one of my Friday nights jamming. And it was really hard at some point to to stop jamming and start, because, you know, when you're 18, 19, you're, you're still in the same band. You want to go out on those nights, like on Friday nights or whatever, but we always had jam. Uh, but anyway, in the early days, like I... I um, where some kids might um, find drugs and alcohol, I don't fucking know, where some kids might, you know, fall into that or whatever, or just get drunk on Fridays or party or whatever. We were fucking nerds and we would play music. We would jam. Um, but writing a song is a different thing. So let me go back to the talent show. It's about two weeks before the talent show. And we, at this point, have to write a fucking song. So... Um, we put together a bunch of ideas that we had been jamming and we write this song. I'm going to play it. This is the recording from 2003. Um, so that same summer, we had written way more songs. It was a mo uh, our most productive year. Um, I'm, uh, everything I'm going to play is from this album. This is our um, uh, self-titled album. It's four songs. And this is the first song out of it. And it's also the first song we ever wrote. I'm going to dr slowly drag it into place and, <laughs> and bring the volume up. There we go. Um, and I'm going to delete all this thing. Sorry, I'm just um, going for time here. Okay, it's going to start in just a few seconds. And uh, yeah, so this is the first song we ever wrote. It's bilingual. I'm going to try and translate some stuff. If I need to duck the volume, I will do that live. Uh, you'll see that it's absolutely Awesome. Acoustic guitar. Super progressive. It's kind of long. Maybe we'll play the whole thing. And I might talk over it. I'm sorry about that. So when I talk about violin, that's where it is, right? It's, I mean, that's where, like, you can hear it. Drums come in right now. No, sorry, another four measures. <laughs> so this was recorded in Dave's parents' basement. In Logic, but like 2003 Logic. At this point, we're like, it's just, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I want read. Right. There we go. Sorry, I'm working with automations and logic as I'm doing this live. No faders, I'm like with my trackpad like this. Maybe I'll use this. Okay. Yeah, so it's just, you can see it's jamming. We're just jamming the same chords, and Dave is soloing over that. He's just going like, and that's, that's usually what we did is just, you know, us playing time and he was playing solos like that. And that's a lot of this band. So then it transitions. 
There we go. No click. <laughs> there was an extra 16th note in there and I heard it. Look, I've been playing drums for about three years at this point. Okay, so the lyrics are about to start. Peo was singing. This is French. So it's, be careful where you go. In his thoughts, you're entering. You're entering to discover his thoughts and his souvenirs, like his, his memories. It's deep, deep shit. So, um, the, the, fuck, the literal translation for the song is called, uh, I would, uh, what's a lutin in English, man? An elf? A goblin? A go uh, man. So, in French, it's les lutins de la colère. Okay, so it's like the goblins of anger. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, another transition happened. Oh, tears. Tears. I'm drowning in my tears. Coming back, this tragedy will drown me, and all I see will turn to black. Yeah. <laughs> so we play that song at the uh, talent show and we did we win I don't remember I think we won yeah we won and wait uh, I forgot to punch the drums on that part <laughs> so there we go he's drowning I'll translate real time in his own tears. <laughs> in his sadness. In his we weapons? It's going deeper and deeper in this war between his, his, his thoughts and his soul. And then there's something that's whispered. Never would So never thought he he never thought he'd be so like out of place, I guess. So yeah, so it's a fucking amazing buildup. Very Metallica. Great distortion sound. 
hear that rain? That's going to transition into the next song. Okay. So we play this song. We win. We're like, damn, we are a band. And, um, what I, okay. Okay. The rain. Thank you. So at this point we're like fully a band. Um, let me explain to you where Tetras comes from. I did not come up with it. I think it was Dave and maybe Pia or something. He may have wanted to keep Metal Frog, but we're not called Metal Frog at this point anymore. So somewhere along the way when we were playing or whatever, uh, I think right before um, the auditions for that talent show, we have to submit a band name. We're like Metal Frog. Ah, I don't know. We may or may not have been called Metal Frog at the audition. Anyway, at some point in that year, we um, decide that we have to change that name and have like a, a name. I've been drinking sparkling water. I'm going to burp real soon. I'm so sorry. It happened. This is why I don't drink beer when I play live, by the way, because I'm always singing and it's like, yeah, yeah, singing my song. Burp on the side. I hate that. But I like sparkling water. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I um, <laughs> fucking show of tangents, man. Um, uh, we have to change the name at some point because like, we need something more original. And I think the guys were looking into like, we've always been fans of the number four because we were four guys and like the four elements and like everything that makes up the, like we're, you know, we just discovered Pink Floyd. All right. So give us a break. Um, so yeah, we're huge into like what makes four. And I know that, um, I know that Tetra, I think Tetra means four. I think I remember. And we're like, well, we can't be called Tetra. So how about we make it sound like more like badass? So it's like Tetras. So it ends up being T-E-T-R-O-Z. Tetras. Tetras. Uh, so that was our band. That was a brand name. Uh, and we wrote that song. The lyrics were very different at the talent show. It was all French. Uh, the bridge, I actually played didgeridoo, like <laughs> the um, um, Australian instrument. Well, the instrument from that area. It's not, it's native Australian, I imagine. Uh, yeah, so uh, Peo had one. I just played it. And I remember in the trans in this song's transition, live, I also played acoustic guitar. So I played acoustic guitar, I played drums for a while, singing, whatnot. Uh, during the break, I just sort of stepped down from the drum riser, grabbed the didgeridoo, and like play it in the snare microphone and then like as it starts you know you can see a lot of those transitions are meant for me to switch instruments because this was a live song um anyway so we wrote a couple more songs jamming and whatever um the end the the school year comes to an end and we decide to record an album uh, like an ep and this this is from that recording so we um i don't own a drum set i bought my first drum set after i got into drum college um so i don't own a drum set what i do is i ask the school to borrow their drum set. Uh, did I mention that we're past sec three at this point? Okay, let me backtrack a little bit. Sec two happens. Sec three happens. Like we start jamming, whatever. Then sec four, I ask, um, I get into auditions. Um, I'm trying to remember. Sec three happens. Yeah, okay. We start the band, whatever. We play. Uh, summer happens, whatever. So I talk to the... Um, I talked to the uh, teacher who handles uh, like band, like, you know, when you have a, what's it called? Like it's a wind orchestra, basically it's a har we call it harmony, but it's, it's a whole orchestra, but like without the strings. 
So anyway, I talked to her and I'm like, I look, you know, I, I play drums now. I've been, I went to that school, played cello for many years, whatever. I'd like to get into drumming. Like into, I'd like to be a percussionist at this point. Um, and she's like, okay, like, um, you know, well, I'll give you a couple of weeks to prepare auditions and whatever and, uh, and let's do it. So I, I brush up on my skills, you know, drumming and whatever and, and snares. And so she gives me an audition and she's like, yep, yeah, you're in. Next year, you can sign up and we'll accept you and whatnot. So sec four, I'm officially in. Um, so the summer between sec four and sec five, fuck, I'm trying to remember. It's kind of blurry. It was a while ago. Um, so we, I should have written that down, but I usually remember it because sec five. Okay, so summer between sec three and four, um, we don't write the album. It was later. Anyway, sec four happens. And okay, now I remember. We're in sec four, okay? Fourth year of high school. We're still the band. We've been jamming every single Friday night. We, I don't think we wrote more than one other song. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. It's that song. Um, yeah, I guess I'll play that song. I'm sorry if this is so deconstructed. But I'll play, I'll play the song and then I'll tell you the story about sec five. Sec four. God damn it. I'm trying to remember. Okay. I got my shit together. Sorry. This is a long form podcast. All right. So what happens is that fourth year of high school. Okay. We write a song. Okay. For the next talent show. Cause we're like, look, we have to come back strong, stronger than ever. So we've written at this point, a song called drowning, but we can't play that song. I'll play it for you now. But, and but it's a much better song that we wrote. What we ended up writing was, a song called Thunder. And I'll leave that for the end of the episode. I will end the episode with Thunder. Um, yeah, we wrote Drown... I wrote Drowning over the summer. <laughs> Whatever it's... <laughs> we'll listen to it in a second. And then sec four, for the talent show, we write this third song. So at this point, we're almost fucking three years old. We wrote three songs. And we win again with Thunder. Um, uh, which is great. It was fun. Uh... And so sec, uh, sec, between sec four and five is when we recorded the album. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to. I'm sorry. So 2003, we wrote that album. We recorded that album. And then sec five, still jamming every Friday night. And we are ready to once again sign up for the town show because it's our thing. It's like where we shine. Um, uh, and the talent show, like organization, whatever the teacher's like, nah, it's like, it's not fair. You can't, you can't get it because you might win. We're like, yeah, we might. That's why we want to fucking do it. So we're like, how about you don't get in with your band and you play while the, the judges deliberate? And we're like, okay, we'll do that. Uh, and so Dave and I end up uh, starting a, a side project called The Side Project. We write a song together enter that way, win that way. Uh, but that's for another episode of, uh, cringe town, I guess. Um, cause that uh, we were run song and it's kind of, it's kind of bad. <laughs> so we, we end up just playing as the judges deliberate all this to say, which is the expression of this episode that in high school, we had a great run. We wrote these four songs, recorded an album. It was awesome. And we thought after that, you know what, in, you know, one year we'll be 18, we can play bars and we're going to be the fucking next rock, like progressive rock band. It's going to be awesome. Um, 
It turns out we kind of broke up a year later, I think, because we wrote one more song. Uh, we played a local bar here called Fuffs, Fuffon Electric, very famous venue in Montreal. I was 17. Uh, I, we entered for sound check, and then my girlfriend at the time showed up. I exited the bar to go see her, went to come in again. The guy carted me. I'm like, fuck. He goes, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, but I'm playing tonight. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, I'm playing tonight. I have to. He's like, all right, you play. But if I see you with a beer, I'm kicking you out. So did not drink. Play the whole show with my anus so tight. I was fucking scared. Two bouncers looking at me. And then the second the show ended, packed up, got the fuck out of there. And I was so scared. I didn't go out at a bar until I was exactly 18 years old. <laughs> so we, we didn't really play bars until we were 18. And then I think we played maybe three bars. Um, the problem is that we were a jam band. We like, we, it was, we just stayed occupied, you know, on Friday nights, it was fun. We jammed. Uh, it was great. I'll play Drowning, and then I'll, I'll, we'll talk about the, the legacy of this band and what happened afterwards and where it led us. Um, let me just find the song in Finder and drag it in. Okay, it's coming. I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties of this episode and the mental difficulties of this episode. Okay, so the next song is called Drowning. You, it's all in English because I wrote it. I was really fighting for some English. Rain's about to come. There we go. I was really writing, uh, I was really uh, fighting for the song to be in English, like for the whole band to be in English, because I'm like, I want to pung. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what that expression means, it's, it's a, a famous expression in Quebec that means uh, that you want to be popular, so you sing in English. Um, but, you know, not everybody was as bilingual as I was in the band, so some French um, came in, whatever, but I, like, I wrote the song and it was all English. It's our Nothing Else Matters. This band is a mashup of Pink Floyd and Metallica. It's really what I think it is. I know you want to say Yellow Card, but we did not know about Yellow Card at this point. I'm not even sure Yellow Card was a thing in 2000. Oh, probably in 2003, 2004, maybe. But we didn't know about it. Um, anyway, this is, this is Drowning. It's... Um, The lyrics are kind of cringy and it's me singing and it's kind of it's it's fun to listen to it's very different from the other one you'll see i'll shut up now and we can just listen to it sometimes i thought i should have died and now's not the time wish i could turn the time This is a good example of Dave trying to play rhythm. He's playing notes, essentially. Uh, 
And the tone is like that violin's really omnipresent. So second verse, soloing, which doesn't feel different from the rest. So, I don't own a drum set. I am in... That's that's how I went to the whole fucking tangent. I am in uh, the earlier tangent about me getting back into the music program. I'm in the music program at this point. And I know I went like this and like this. Okay, I didn't, uh, this is not how my hair goes together. Okay. It's like this. So, <laughs> so uh, something about Mary style. Um, Jesus. So, I... Uh, and back in the music program, I don't own a drum set, and I asked for the drum set for the whole summer. I asked if I can borrow it. I do borrow it. I have it at home. I practice, whatever. The cops are called at my house every week. But um, when it, the time comes to record it, we're like, yo, I have the school's drum set in my house. Let's just... Help me, I'm drowning. Save me, I'm dying. Wait, super cool moment. Um, so I'm like, I have the drum set. Might as well just bring it over to Dave's place. We'll rent some microphones. Nick is like, I want to make a record. Let's make a record. Let's make an EP. We make the EP with like almost like nothing and no knowledge. Like I spoke to Nick last week or a couple of weeks ago. He's like, man, I was learning. I don't think there's a single compressor on this album. It's like, we just recorded shit. And I'm like, EQ maybe. And maybe a compressor. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, that's that's really how we just made this record. It's barely mixed, and I would love to have those tracks. I think they were accidentally deleted from uh, Nick's computer after like a bug or or a um, hardware, you know, uh, um, fucking hard drive uh, failure or something like that. So we don't have the actual sessions anymore. I wish, I wish we had them. I would, I would have remixed it at this point, um, but we don't. So that's unfortunate. Um, so this is, but this is all we have, and I think it's fun to to listen to. Anyway, that was drowning. Uh, it's the cringiest, in my opinion. Even though I fucking look more rain, it's a concept album. Um, it's the cringiest, in my opinion, because the the lyrics are terrible. It's like sometimes I sometimes I thought that I should have died. Now's not the time. Wish I could turn the tide. Mm. I had planned to do a thousand things, but if this goes on. I'll have to do them with wings. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's deep. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, um, and then it's, I don't remember what the other verse says, but it's the chorus says, help me, I'm drowning or something. It's, it's uh, anyway. Yo, you're 14, man. All right. I, I know that, you know. Anyway. That's why it's cringe town. Um, okay. That's that. Let's talk about the legacy of the band. Uh, and I will end this with, with, with our masterpiece, Thunder, which I still love. I think it's a great song. I don't, under, I don't know what the lyrics mean at all, but we had to put words on this music, so we had words on them. Um, what's 
really awesome about this band is that, first of all, it created um, a very strong friendship between those guys and myself and just all of us uh, together. We are still friends to this day. We still have at least a dinner once a year during the holidays where we get together and we just shoot the shit and it's like we never were apart for any amount of time. Um, and that's really awesome because we have been friends for more than 20 years. Um, after the band broke... So we wrote that first album, we recorded the album, whatever, that EP, and then we started writing more songs. And I guess I can do... Because I'm on 50 minutes at this point because I've rambled like a motherfucker. Um, but... <laughs> We um, wrote a couple more songs, enough to start recording. And at this point, I had finally bought a drum set. We're in college, um, and we're all in separate schools, but it doesn't matter. We still get together every Friday, jam, whatever. So we're getting ready to make another record, but egos are starting to sort of, you know, get in the way where, um, you know, David and myself have huge egos because we're like both leads or whatever, because I'm the singer, and I'm the singer and he is, um, he's the violinist and like Dave, uh, not Dave, but Nick and Peo have issues for some reason. I don't remember. It was so long ago and water under the bridge, but, um, so we go to set up the drums and record whatever. And I, I feel like the band's not relevant anymore and I want to play other things and other styles and whatnot. So I tell Nick, I'm like, do you really want to make this album? He's like, not really. And so we just decide not to do it. So we, uh, you know, formally break up. Uh, we're talking 2007, six, I don't remember. So, um, what's really great is that I learned how to listen to other players during those very formative years and I can jam like nobody else. Well, I mean, like a lot of other people, I can jam very well and come up with, you know, ideas and listen and whatever, um, because I spent so many nights, so many Friday evenings jamming with those guys. And what I mean by that is that when you're playing music, let's say you're jamming, let's say, hey, let's jam. Somebody has an idea, whatever. If you're playing drums, especially, you have a lot of control over the whole band's dynamics, the speed, tempo, rhythm, whatever. You can go anywhere. But if you're kind of a douchebag about it, it's going to suck. If you listen to what's going on, you can guide the band in certain directions. And it's funny because last, was it last summer? Summer of 2019? Uh, we actually jammed with Dave because I we, we haven't played together a lot um, since. We had sort of a kind of a revival thing that we wanted to do. It's so pretentious. But we wanted to revive the band in 08. We jammed a couple times, wrote a couple songs. Didn't end up to, to you know, didn't amount to anything because uh, Nick and Dave actually left for Cirque du Soleil and were on tour for for several years. Um, so, we, you know, nothing happened uh, after that. But um, I jammed with uh, Steph and uh, Dave and Rick here in the jam space last year, and we jammed for an hour. And you can really hear that we've done our homework in the past. We've done a lot of what we call woodshedding where like Steph knows to listen to other players. And as a drummer, I know to listen. And then we, we just take this jam in so many weird directions. And some of, some of the parts are awesome. Some of the parts fucking suck, but that's part of jamming. It's part of practicing and being better and whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, that's really something that I would not, uh, be any good at 
had I not spent so many Friday evenings jamming with those guys. Another one is, is songwriting in general and like just getting better at drums and recording. All that experience was really uh, those first times and whatever, you know, by the time I was 14, I could have said, yeah, I, I, I made an album. I know what it's sort of feels like. So, you know, when I, when, when we hit record in 2011 with Bad Captain and the click started and whatever, I'd had a much more experience with recording, but like it all started with, with this first band. Uh, one of the big ones was to, um, was to keep your ego in check. And I had to learn that several times, but it really started with that because we were, you know, we didn't know better. We were 14, 15 years old. And, you know, that time you're like, we're going to be fucking rock stars. And you think it's going to be so easy. And I remember my brother who was, um, you know, seven years old or whatever, uh, telling me like, dude, it's, it's when you're 18, you're trying to do bars and whatever. It's not going to be that much easier. And like, you think your little violin band there in high school that was popular with your your 20 friends or whatnot, you think that's, you know, it's going to be like this. You're going to get signed. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to fucking happen. And he's like, yeah, you're going to have to work pretty fucking hard for that to happen. And he was right. And lo and behold, a couple of years later, we broke up because it was much harder than we thought it was. And we weren't prepared and probably not good enough anyway. Um, so, yeah, so so um, we were really like cocky, very cocky. And it's uh, and I, I we had to sort of calm down at some point because I just within a couple of years, I remember in high school, like people were like, oh, yeah, those cocky motherfuckers from that band. Uh, they kind of suck anyway, because like we played another event for the high school and whatever we played at the first day of school. And some people were like, oh, fuck those guys. Like they're they're the cocky guys who, you know, think they can, you know, win everything or whatever, because we were doing this emergence contest and whatever. So anyway, all this to say that um, there are, uh, I learned a lot of things with this band. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was my first band. It was a progressive band. It's the first time in first and probably only band in which I was actually the official drummer. Um, and it's my first singing experience, like recording. And it's my first songwriting experience. It's like so many firsts. And it's it's really cool that um, still to this day we meet and we're buddies and we've always been buddies. And Nick actually, Nick the guitarist, actually uh, produced the first Bad Captain album. He recorded it. We were besties in, in college. We spent all of college together. And when we see each other, it's just a good old time. And we actually listened to some of these songs last time we saw each other a couple weeks ago. And we it was just fucking sick. It was really awesome to listen to. So um, all this to say that I want to thank you very much for listening to this incredibly rambly. Is that a word? It now is um, this rambly episode of Pat Flanagan's Jam Space. I watch. Um, um, you know what? Can we, yeah, I'll pause and I'll do the outro. It's going to be so good. Wait for it. Okay. So I wanted to pause. I know it wasn't much for you, but for me, I just want to, 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 I wanted to set the song up. So um, I can do the outro now and the song's going to just fade in. And this is going to be the first episode of Pat Flanagan's Jam Space um, that doesn't end with the usual intro. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode. If you wanted to, to, it's like the longest cringe down ever. And it was this 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 huge ramble about about this first band, but it was important, and it's not that cringy. But oh, see all that rain that was coming every time. Now it's thunder. Oh yeah, man. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You can subscribe. You can uh, click add the thing on Spotify and uh, an Apple Podcast and all that stuff. Um, thank you for uh, letting me. Uh, go back and look and listen to this stuff some of it's kind of cringy if you want to listen to it i may put it up on soundcloud maybe i'll do that anyway see you next time guys
Je regarde au loin, le soleil va se coucher, mais au fond de moi je sais que ce sera le dernier.
It's coming back. It's coming back.